Wow, you guys are more responsive quicker. In Cutler, it took a while. I tell you, you must still have the, you must still have food coma. I mean, people were like delayed reaction. I said, y'all ate too much. Who ate well on Thanksgiving Day? All right, like I told you last week, it's okay to eat more during this season. You're not getting fatter, you're getting insulated. And we need insulation for the winter months. So you're all right. Well, I got a word that I want to share with you that I believe is a word for this moment for somebody. Um, I uh, asked somebody uh, prior to the service, uh, are you ready? And they said, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to cry. And I'm not going to tell you who that is, but I'm going to tell you that I'm glad that person shared that with me because I believe that some of us today need to know we're going to get through what we're going through. And I believe the Lord had me prepare this message for those of us that are in the middle of trying times. I want to share with you a message I've entitled, Your Story is Still Unfolding. Your Story is Still Unfolding. Uh, There was a 19th century preacher from South Africa. His name was Andrew Murray. And uh, he was going through a personal trial. One morning, he was eating breakfast. His hostess told him there was a woman downstairs that was going through a great trial and wanted to know if he had any advice for her. Murray handed her a piece of paper that he had been writing on and said, Give her this advice I'm writing down for myself. It may be that she might find it, find it helpful. This is what he wrote. In time of trouble say, first he brought me here. It is by his will I am in this straight or confined restricted place. In that I will rest. Next. He will keep me here in his will and give me the grace in this trial to behave as his child. Then say, he will make the trial a blessing, teaching me lessons he intends me to learn and working in me the grace he means to bestow. At last... Say, in his good time, he can bring me out again. How and when, he knows. Therefore, I say, I am here, one, by God's appointment, two, in his keeping, three, under his training, four, for his time. I want to say to each of you that are here and those of you watching online, God knows what you're going through. It didn't catch him by surprise. He is at work in what you're going through, and he is the one who will help you go through what you are going through. Through the help and guidance of God's word this morning, I want to encourage you through reminding you that your story is still unfolding. 
Whatever you're dealing with right now, I want you to know it's not your final chapter. God is still writing the rest of your story. Your story is still unfolding. The psalmist penned these words in Psalm 66, verses 8 through 12. And I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. Psalm 66, 8 through 12 says, Let the whole world bless our God and loudly sing His praises. Our lives are in His hands and He keeps our feet from stumbling. You have tested us, O God. You have purified us like silver. You captured us in your net and laid the burden of slavery on our backs. Then you put a leader over us. We went through, say went through, fire and flood, but you brought us to a place of great abundance. Now, there are sayings that people proclaim in order to try to encourage us. You know, sayings that we have coined, that we bring out to try to give somebody a boost of hope when they're going through a time. time. How many of you have heard the saying, there is a light at the end? Of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Someone responded, yes. And I found out it was the headlight of a train coming the other way. We we use sayings to try to encourage others in their tough times. You, You probably heard the saying, the sun is going to shine again. For somebody that's going through a stormy time in their lives, we say, the sun is going to shine again. Or we, we, you probably used it yourself. Every cloud has a silver lining. Yes. The fact is that if you've been alive for more than five minutes, it's very possible that you have or that you will encounter trouble or trial. The psalmist, as we've noted in what we just read, On behalf of the people of God, he's relating to you and I the testing, the trials, and the troubles that they endured. But then we discover that our leader, Jesus Christ, made it clear that just like they, the Old Testament followers of the Lord, went through a hard time, you and I can expect difficulties this side of heaven. Uh, for Jesus said in John 16:33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. You see, Jesus is saying, I promise you two things. I'm going to give you my peace. But I also promise you, on earth, you're going to have trouble. On earth, you're going to experience stressful times. But cheer up, I have overcome. Whatever you're going to confront, I've already dealt with it. And you can know you're going to overcome. That's the peace part. You see, we get troubled because we think that what we're going through is all that we're going to go through the rest of our lives. But your story is still unfolding. 
The early church leaders encouraged the early church believers by reminding them that they would experience challenging times. Look what Paul and Barnabas and the leaders told the early church in Acts 14, verses 21 through 22. It says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystria, Inconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue the faith and saying, notice, we must through many tribulations into the kingdom of God. What they were saying, as you follow the Lord, if you want to access or experience the kingdom power and authority, then you've got to understand there's a process to progress in the kingdom. There's a process to achieving access to the power of God. That is through going through tribulation. The stress is going to activate in your life His strength. The the, the problem is going to activate in your life His peace. You see, blessed are those who understand that they are spiritually destitute, Jesus said. Why? Because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So if you're going through a hard time, I want to say to you, your problem is your promotion. It's a setup for you to see that God is leading you through to... Mm. So, let me encourage you today. If you are going through hell, don't stop to take pictures. If you are going through hell, don't stop to take pictures. So let me encourage you with three encouraging sayings that I have for you that are based on God's Word. And they're not just nice, cute phrases that people say just to make you happy. What I'm telling you is based on God's Word. Here's the first encouraging thing I want to say to you. You will get through what you are going through. How can you say that, Pastor? Because he said it. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, in the New Living Translation, notice, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Mm. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He's not saying you're exempt from floods. You're exempt from water of difficulty. He's not saying you're going to escape ever having to go through fiery trial. He's saying you're going to go through it, but you're not going to stay in it. And while you're going through it, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to be with you. Mm -hmm. So I want to say to all of you that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone if you're a child of God. God is with you. But here's the thing I want to remind you of. While you're going through it, you are waterproof and you are fireproof because His presence around you is like a shield. It's a favor that no matter what the devil throws at you, he can bring you down and defeat you ultimately because you are made to bounce back. You are made to rise again. You are made with the ability through His indwelling Spirit to be more than a conqueror regardless of what you're going through. You're going to get through what you're going through because God knows what you're going through. It didn't catch him by surprise. He wasn't like, oh, no, what are you going to do? No, he was aware. And he's still on his throne. And he's going to help you get through what you're going through. Now, watch this. Psalm 84, verses 5 through 7. In the New King James, the psalmist wrote these words. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Watch this. As they pass, notice again, through the valley of Baca. They make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. Notice, 
They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Now, say, Baca means weeping. Yeah, if you have a study Bible, you'll see that it tells you that Baca means weeping. So, the Lord says, you're going to go through the valley of weeping. You're going to experience times in your life when your heart's going to be broken. You're going to experience times in your life when you suffer loss and you're going to cry about it. But he says, you're going to go through it though. You're not going to stay there. And what you thought was going to drain you is actually, through my presence with you, going to make you stronger. You're going from strength to strength. You're not going to grow weaker. You're going to grow stronger. Because with the Lord, He's the one that turns your weeping season into a reaping season. They that sow in tears shall reap with joy. This is why I can still smile even while tears are running down the side of my face. Why? Why? Because I'm not going to deny it doesn't hurt. I'm going to also recognize that while I'm hurting, He's healing. While I'm struggling, He's strengthening. While I'm in my trial, He is empowering me by His Spirit. And watch this. I love this. I love this. I love this. Baker. Mm-hmm. It's also a type of a balsam plant that can survive in dry conditions. W- would you do this to your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, I'm a survivor. Do I got any survivors here today? Oh, you were counted out, but you're here. You were lied about, but you're here. You were told there's no way you're going to make it through, but you're here because you're a survivor. You've got built-in power from heaven by the God who, when he saved you, he put his spirit in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The power on the inside of you has proven greater than the pressure and problems outside of you. You're a survivor. So let me encourage you with another one. What you are going through... mm -hmm, doesn't compare to what you are going to. What you are going through doesn't compare to what you're going to. Look what he said again in Psalm 66, 12. You let man ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us to a place. Of abundance. <laughs> she said, don't, she's like, use him as an example. She's, I wasn't even thinking of that. Wow. I can't even look at anybody. People are like, oh, is he looking at me because he's going to use me? No, no, no. Chill. <laughs> you ever seen that meme of that chicken all frazzled and dazzled with... Less feathers. Huh? Anybody ever seen? Have you ever felt like that chicken? (sighs) And you felt like, oh man. But here's what I want you to know. You're going to go through what you're going through because God has a two for you. He's got a destination for you. 
That is a place of abundance, a spacious place. You're going through a constraining, restricting time right now. You're going through fire. You're going through flood. But God is saying to you, I've got a place for you. I've got a lot allotted to you. I've got an inheritance for you. But in order to get there, you've got to go through this to get to. And understand that the devil is going to tell you, this is your final destination. This is what you're stuck to. You might as well get used to life always being this way. But I want to tell you, the devil is a liar. God is true. And he's saying to you, I'm taking you through to get you to. And the psalmist put it this way in Psalm 23, 4. You know it. It's been often quoted at funeral services. Yea, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, think of a valley. What is is a valley? It's a deep hollow between mountains. It's a lowland flanked on both sides by highlands. It's always flowing, or or rather it has has deep waters, and and it has streams that are flowing through it. And the shepherd, they love valleys because it's there that they find grass, green grass growing, that is good food for their flocks. But Here's the fact, here's a fact that it's also in those valleys that the predators like to be at. Like bears and lions and serpents, they like to be in those valleys. And the psalmist, that's why he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the valley where danger lurks, I will fear no evil. One, because you're with me, and two, because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What he is saying is, when I go through a valley, I don't go through it alone. And when I'm going through a valley, I'm not without recourse or resource. His rod and his staff They comfort me. Why? Because with his rod, he will lead me even in the dark valley. Have you ever been in your Christian walk, in your journey with the Lord, in a dark season where you couldn't find your way through what you were going through, but thank God for his rod. When he would say, no, 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 over here, son, over here, daughter, and he would lead you and guide you. And you know the reason why you're here is because he brought you through those times of confusion. But at the same time, his staff. He uses it. He uses it as a defense weapon against the predators. If he sees a serpent, pow, you're gone. If he sees a lion or a bear, come on, get away from my sheep. God's got you covered in the valley of the shadow of death. But here's what I also want you to see. David refers to death as a shadow because if you're a child of God, Jesus took the sting out of death and death cannot hurt you. You see, the shadow of a knife can't cut you. Oh, the, the shadow of a lion cannot devour you. The shadow of a pistol cannot kill you. What are you saying, Pastor? For you, child of God, death is but a shadow. Jesus dealt with that last enemy that we will deal with this side of heaven. And Paul said, Jesus took the stinger out of this. He took the stinger out of it. And thanks be to God who 
gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm saying to you, no matter what you're going through, it doesn't compare what you're going to. God's leading you somewhere, and it's a good place. It's a good place. And then watch this. In Isaiah 40, verse 4. Isaiah 40, verse 4. You see that? Wow. Every valley shall be what? What is God saying to the prophet Isaiah? You're going to discover your low moments are actually going to be your high moments. Every valley shall be exalted, says the King James. Every valley shall be lifted up. You know why I know that God is stronger than stress? That God is greater than depression? That God is able to heal sickness? Because I went through the valley of stress. I've been in the valley of depression. I've battled with the valley of sickness in my body. But I'm on this side to tell you that he walked me through. He helped me through. And now I can say as I look back, the devil told me there, this is a low moment that you're stuck to. But God allowed me in that valley because he wanted to show me my power operates best when things seem overwhelming. Just as David, who came to the valley of Elah, and faced a giant that was more experienced, stronger than him. If I'm greater than whatever you confront in the valley, and he'll tell you, if you go in that valley as low as it is in the name of the Lord, you will discover that he'll turn your low moment into a high moment. So, 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 so. One more word of encouragement. This part of your story is setting you up for greater glory. This part, right now, what's going on, this part of your story is setting you up for greater glory. Mm. Watch this. Romans 8.18 in the Amplified Bible says, For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy To be compared, notice, with the glory, say glory, that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Now, if I have any educated people here, theologians, somebody calls them theolopolises, you'll tell me, oh, pastor, be careful now. Don't, don't, Don't take that verse out of context. It's talking about... The troubles of this life don't compare to the glory that awaits us in the next life. Yeah, you're, 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 you're right. But if you read the whole of Scripture, you'll discover that God, throughout history and in the Scriptures, manifested glimpses of heaven's glory here and now. I got good news told him in Cutler, my wife shared about all that we ate and had for dessert for Thanksgiving, but she forgot one thing that to mention. We also had lemon meringue pies. Uh, we, we went to Black Friday, and we were 
on our way to Black Friday to J.C. Penney. Never again. And on our way, we're about to enter Mooney. And if you've been to Visalia entering Mooney, going south, you know, to the left, right before you get over the 198, there's Marie Callender's. My mother-in-law said, lemon meringue. That's all I needed to hear. (laughs) The Lord was speaking through her. So we went shopping. But on the way back, you better believe it, I turned into Marie Callender's. I went in and got me a lemon meringue pie. Why do you say that? all that, Pastor, to let you know? You don't have to wait for your pie in the sky. God has sliced pieces of heaven's glory lemon meringue pie that he wants you to taste now. Here. What do you mean, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the story of Lazarus in John 11? He was dead for four days. Remember? But look what the scriptures say. I'm going to read just several scriptures out of John 11. Jesus is informed Lazarus is sick. And then he said this in verse 4. When Jesus heard that, he said, watch this. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Say glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. And then Jesus comes to almost where the tomb's at. And then it says, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, watch this, your brother will rise again. And then Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection Of the last day. She knew her eschatology. She knew her theology. She knew what Isaiah and Daniel prophesied. That the righteous will be raised up to life. In the last day. Out there. So she had her theology right. But let me tell you something I've learned. Walking with Jesus and being in church most of my life. You can be. As straight as a gun barrel theologically and as empty as a gun barrel spiritually and experientially. Because you're putting everything up there, over there. So she says, I know he's going to rise at the last day. But then Jesus says, what you're waiting for in the future, I am right now. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Then they come to the tomb of Lazarus. And then Jesus said to her, he said to her, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench where he has been dead for four days. 
Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God? Now, imagine the disciples when they first get there. They find out he's dead. They could have started questioning Jesus' veracity and authenticity and truthfulness. But Jesus, we heard you say when you first got the news, this sickness is not unto death. But we get here and he's been dead for four days. But what they didn't understand, Lazarus' story was still unfolding. Jesus was saying, the end result is not going to be death here right now. The end result is going to be a resurrection. Because I am the resurrection and the life. And Martha, if you'll just dare to believe that I am embodied what you're waiting for. And that I have authority to cause the glory of heaven to be known here and now. While you're waiting for its total revelation and consummation in the world to come. Then you will begin to experience here and now glimpses and pieces of that glory. Because I desire to reveal who I am and what I can do right here and now. Not just in the good by and by. So, anybody, let me just say this. How many of you have iPhones? That's your iPhone? How many Androids users? Raise your hand. You need Jesus. (laughs) I know they're more sophisticated, more complicated. But for us simple folks, we have these iPhones, right? Now, Watch. On your iPhone, there is an icon, and it's the camera, right? Camera. On your iPhone. If you press that, you can open it up, and then underneath you have all these uh, options. Uh, You have cinematic, you have video, you have photo, you have port, panel, all that. Okay. Now watch. We tend to live content with just... Photo. But you know what a photo is? It's a picture that freezes a moment in time. And what we do as we mature. No, we get an Android. Somebody's this. No. As we mature. That's a good one, though. (laughs) We start to live off of the photos or live on the photos thinking those were the best days of my life. But God is not about photos. There's another option here. Video. Did you know that the word for vision has a Latin root from which we get our English word video. God is a God of vision. And He wants you to know that in Him, no matter where you are at right now, He has a greater vision for your life. 
And that you don't have to live on the photos of your life. Because with God, the camera is still rolling. Right now, the devil got you posting pictures on your fridge of photos that remind you of moments in your life that you wish and hoped would be replicated, but now you think it's over. And he's got you living stuck and stagnant in time through discouragement and disbelief. But God is saying to you, my son, my daughter, no matter what you're going through, I want to take you to. No matter what you're dealing with now, I'm your father who works all things together for good. The devil's let you think, this is it. This is the best you can hope for. What you experience back there is the best you'll ever know. But the Lord saying to you, as he said to Martha, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God. Why? Because the camera is still rolling. The vision is still rolling. The, the story is unfolding. Just think about it. I, I, I go back and I'm reminded that I was counted out. But I'm still here. Why? Because the camera was still rolling. I'm reminded that there was a moment in my life when I wondered if I was going to live another day. When I was in deep depression to the point where my own mind and soul was telling me, you might as well not prepare for next month because next month is not going to come for you. Because you are at a point now where this is it. This is over for you. But I'm still here. Why? Because God was left. Letting me know the camera is still rolling with me. And no matter what the devil told you, and no matter what the devil is telling you, you got to let him know, no, 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 devil. I'm not here for a photo shoot. I'm passing through because the camera is still rolling. I'm passing through, too, because the camera is still rolling. You need to tell your circumstance. Circumstance, you're not my final chapter. The Lord has a greater chapter for me. Because the camera is still rolling. So I want to encourage you today. Pick up your head. Throw your shoulders back. Serve notice to the devil. Devil, this is your eviction notice. You got no right to play with my mind. You got no right to play with my feelings anymore. Because I am a child of God who has a father who's got me. But he's walking with me. And he's got me resourcing. I got recourse in him. And I'm going to go through what I'm going through because I am not just waterproof. I'm not just fireproof, but I'm a hundred percent proof that he is faithful from generation to generation. Father, we thank you that here and now you have come through your spirit to confirm That no matter what we're going through, we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it because you accompany us. And your rod and 
Your staff, they comfort us. They strengthen us. They assure us we're covered by our shepherd. Lord, I thank you that for that brother, that sister, that individual, that right now, this is their flood moment. This is their water of difficulty moment. This is their refining fire season. I thank you that you're here to minister your peace, your assurance to their heart. And you're here, God, I believe it. You're here to turn somebody's weeping season into their reaping season. I know it. You're here to give somebody the courage to keep walking. Mm -hmm. To not live off of photos, but keep walking knowing the camera is still rolling. (laughs) My best days are before me. Greater works greater glory because the camera is still rolling. What the devil told me was my ending is actually a new beginning because the camera is still rolling. So right here, right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, you do what you do. You come. You strengthen. You renew. You revive. You restore. You rekindle by your power. I thank you right now that your glory is here to be manifested. So I'm going to invite you like I did those in Cutler. If you're here and you say, Pastor Angel, this message resonates with my soul. I, I'm going through that season right now. I've been going through the valley season right now. And I need God's strengthening. I need His peace. I need His empowering of my life right now. And I want to believe the glory of God will be manifested in this season in my life. That's you. I want you to make your way forward to this front area. We call it the altar. God's here to meet with you. God's here to minister to you strength. He's here to assure you. He's walking with you. You're going to get through. You're going to make it through. Your present location is not your final destination. No, it's not. That's it. Come. Those of you as well watching online, there in your home, wherever you're watching this from, I want you to turn to God. I want you to look to God and believe that even now, His glory will be known in your life. Even now. He will reveal who He is and what He can do through His mighty power in your life and circumstance. Yeah, Father, we draw near. We draw near. We draw near. We call on You, Lord. Holy Spirit, You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, Lord. I'm coming, Lord. I need renewal. I need reassurance that You're working. You come. That's you. You're here in this room right now. 
You want to see His greater glory. In spite of what you're going through, you want to see His glory. Man, you come. This song is sung. Prayer words are going to join me in laying hands on you right now, believing because we believe and we know there's power in a green prayer. Yes, we come, Lord.